Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, joined in studio this morning by the one and only Brandon Bishop. I'm not entirely convinced I'm the only, but... uh, Well, I guess the reason you're not, you're probably not the only, as we probably saw from the Joe Rogan when they mentioned you. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Could they, be me. It could have been you. It could have been. There's probably not another Brandon Bishop who is a pro MMA fighter. I don't think so. Okay, so they they probably were talking about you. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Could. But 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 what I meant by that, I said the one and only. My only co-host this morning is the man behind the glass. We have Brandon Bishop. Brandon is of Louisville Combat Academy. I'll be there today from two to four. Uh, my buddy Paul Maskey, Paul the police officer, and myself will be uh, coming over for some rolls at seven nine zero eight Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky four zero two two eight. I'm really looking forward to it, Brandon. Yeah, me too, and uh, I'm hoping that somebody can help these guys with insurance. Yeah, a hundred percent. The sponsors of the weekend sports buzz are. Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beulah Church Road. We appreciate their support. I'll be there today. Also, my individual health insurance practice. I say individual. I mean, it's my practice. I can help individuals under the age of 65. If you're needing to get onto, let's say, an exchange plan, which is an Affordable Care Act regulated plan, health insurance here in Jefferson County, Care Source and Anthem. I can help you with that. Or if you're on one of those plans and you're not enjoying the high premium, which I don't think many are unless you're getting a subsidy due to your income, um, I can help you explore other options. So if you're under the age of 65 and you need any help with health insurance, I'm your man. I, I, I cover the states of Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Florida. So I can help you with that. Also, Medicare-eligible individuals. If you love, let's say, your parent or your grandparent, and they have a Medicare uh, supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan that also has a, a prescription drug plan with it, if you're not working or they're not working regularly with an independent broker such as myself, they're doing themselves a disservice. So... Uh, any of those would be great referrals for me. Please give me a call, 502-386-0978 on my work phone number. I'd be more than happy to help you, you or your loved one or somebody that you know with any of their health insurance needs. So, the top stories today, somewhat of a dead period, I guess, in the world of sports. Okay, Brandon? We live in a college basketball market, okay? <laughs> That's what the diehard fans here care about is college basketball. But if we were anywhere else in the country, a, a local sports radio station would not be talking college basketball, just being honest. I believe it. Yeah, college basketball is down or around here even, 
Okay, it seems there's a lot of parity, and admittedly, Kentucky and Louisville are both uh, possibly poised for a big run in the tournament. But I don't know, man. Just being honest, the brand that is college basketball is down. Okay, I, I don't mean to be negative, Nancy, to start the show. What I'd like to do is to be realistic and, and, and call it how I see it. Yeah, and that's my my uh, feeling. Even though Kentucky and Louisville are both, I mean, Kentucky. It had a win yesterday. It was close, closer than it should have been. Didn't look that great. But Louisville also, they, they just lost two games in a row in the ACC. But, I mean, they were road games. Right. Okay. And they're ranked number five right now. I'm sure that'll go. they'll go down when the rankings come out tomorrow. Uh, maybe 15. Or I don't know. Something along those lines. But March Madness is right around the corner. It's not that far off. Right. Okay, and, and Brandon, you know how how big of a deal that is. You're not a big college basketball fan, but you've lived here your entire life. Sure, yeah, it's You're, a big deal. Culturally, I mean, I couldn't even find a spot at Roosters to park yesterday so I could eat. I was like, "What is, is something going on?" Yeah, and you people call, looked at I, me like I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, college basketball game, idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they the fans were rather livid. They were getting up and cheering and screaming, and I couldn't even have a conversation with my wife. So oh, yeah. Like, Louisville and Kentucky fans, both of them, very passionate. But it, it's a part of the culture here, okay? And it's not going anywhere for this local market. For sure. For those of our loyal listeners who know, I'm fortunate to do commentary for HR MMA, Hard Rock MMA. Next show's in Bowling Green, March 14th. But on the combat sports scene that more of our listeners probably care about than local MMA or MMA at all, there's a big boxing match this upcoming Saturday, Brandon. Yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't even really watch boxing unless uh-huh. it's going to be a big fight, and I'm going to be glued to the set for this one, for sure. Tyson Fury, you and I, I, I think one of the, the, the reasons you, have, you and I have kind of resonated as being on the air together, maybe on the Kelly Patrick show or here on the Weekend Sports Buzz, is we're both fans of like MMA and combat sports, obviously. Right. But we also like the, like the, the jovial, the joking side of things. And nobody really embodies that, I don't think, in the world of sports more than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a superstar. If you're listening and you're a basketball fan and, yeah, you love Ali – but um, and you loved Mike Tyson, okay, then you cannot make a case for me to where you're not tuned in Saturday to this fight to watch Tyson Fury. How funny is Tyson Fury? Oh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. I don't think I've ever seen him say anything, like, serious. He's always joking. Does not take himself too serious. Nope. Admittedly, though, if we're, if we're being honest, he's the one who de- dethroned Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, yeah. he's very legitimate. Sure. His only loss of his, I'm sorry, he has never lost in his career. He fought Wilder to a draw, draw in right. that first fight. Yep. 2012, he was knocked down once, but I mean, he won that fight right. via stoppage. I mean, Tyson Fury is a legitimate heavyweight champion. Yeah. And, and I, I do feel there's a, a portion of the casual sports fan base who love Tyson. They'll always talk up Ali. And I don't know why the hell some people <laughs> aren't invited adopting this Tyson Fury candidate. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, maybe the, maybe the word hasn't got out about him. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it seems like, like you said, do- boxing is on a downward trend as well. And um, it, 
Unfortunately, it's you know when you have um, a good team in the NFL or something, you can see uh, they will rise to prominence. Like the Patriots had their their run for a long time, and they sure. were they were like so dominant. But without somebody there to challenge their dominance, it doesn't really mean anything. So Tyson Fury alone. Yeah, he's entertaining to watch. And, Very you know. in his 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 post fight interviews, he sings Elvis songs. Right, for God's sake. Yeah, he, he has talked about some unconventional training methods in this training camp to increase his testosterone. Are you familiar with those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, working on his jaw, I think. Yes, so some very <laughs> sexual. I've never seen anyone do this. Who's a serious? Have you? No. No, <laughs> not really. No, not in, like, not in boxing. It's almost like if you were to take you or myself or uh, Jamel Muhammad yeah. and put them into the role of a big time yeah. heavyweight champion. Give me a national spotlight and a microphone and watch what happens. <laughs> that, that seems to be the case. Yeah. You know who Charlie. All right. So he, he's joked that he, he's practiced some different masturbation techniques, increased <laughs> masturbation techniques for the sake of increasing testosterone for this fight, which yeah. has to weird Deontay Wilder out. Right. And maybe that's his strategy. I don't know. <laughs> you see the reporter, the video where he he, he told the reporter that. Yeah. They were just like, what the hell? What the hell, Tyson Fury? Okay, so this is the heavyweight champion. Also, there's a guy named Charlie Zelenoff. Yeah. You know Charlie who he is? Z, yeah. All right, Charlie Zelenoff is a a joke, right? Yeah. He's a joke. Best. Yeah, maybe a little mentally ill. Yeah. He goes into Planet Fitness gyms, and he says to people, he's recording it, hey, man, you want to spar with me? boxing gets some random guy who's never put on a pair of gloves in his life to put on gloves and then charlie zelenoff just starts throwing punches at him and then he starts throwing his arms in the air as if he just won <laughs> and then he's bragging that he's 524 and 0 yeah okay he's he's infamous charlie zelenoff is infamous right yeah, I think that's the best way to describe okay. him. There's an interview with Tyson Fury where with the very Have you seen this Brandon? No. Where with the very straight face Tyson Fury is going, "Oh yeah. Uh, Charlie Z is the, is the goat." <laughs> he is the best. He's the goat. <laughs> I mean, I, I I hope to have success in my career and I I will not be him. I, you know, he's the goat. I don't know if I do the best impression, but Tyson Fury is hilarious. Yeah. He loves Charlie Zelenoff. Charlie Zelenoff shared that video. I, I follow Charlie Zelenoff on Instagram. Oh, wow. And Charlie Zelenoff shared that video as proof that he, he is, in fact, the greatest of all time. He is the greatest. Yes. So if you're not <laughs> tuned into this fight Saturday with Deontay Wilder, that's okay. It's an American against an Englishman or an Irishman. Um, if you're not tuned into the heavyweight boxing champion of the wor- championship of the world Saturday, that's all right. You don't have to, right? But I'm not interested in hearing you complain about how boxing's dead. Right. And and I feel like since we're on this topic, we have to bring up the fact that Deontay Wilder has fought Charlie Z. Have you seen that? I have, yeah. Charlie Z was taunting Deontay Wilder, making fun of his daughter. Yep. Um, And then he actually, I don't, the thing about Charlie's own office, he actually will show up. There's all, so he showed up to the gym and Deontay Wilder beat him up. Yeah, pretty bad. As he should have. Yeah. Charlie Zelenoff deserved that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but there's also a clip of Charlie Zelenoff somehow got into the Floyd Mayweather gym in Vegas. Yeah. And Floyd Mayweather Sr. agreed to do a little sparring with him. Within the rules, okay, so boxing's such an interesting thing, okay? Within the rules of boxing, Floyd Mayweather Sr., who's like in his 60s, mm-hmm. 
would destroy Charlie Zelenoff. Okay? Absolutely. Even to this day, yep. right? He's an older guy, but he would destroy him. Hands down. But if you take make it into a dirty fight in like a no rules, you take the ref out of it, I don't know. Okay. Right. So what we saw there, there's video footage of this. Charlie Zelenoff went into the gym. He he was getting beat up by Floyd Mayweather Sr. He kind of, <laughs> and this is his best move, Brandon. He kind of goes, wait, 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 I need a break. <laughs> Which you can't do. No. Right? No. You cannot do that in the middle of the round. Just say, I need a break. Okay. He, he did that. And then he waited, paused. And while Floyd Mayweather Sr. looked the other way, Charlie Zelenoff attacked him. Yep. <laughs> tried to blindside him. And then I believe he tried to run out of the ring after that, yep, too. Yeah, but he got jumped. Yeah. <laughs> There's video of him getting jumped and beat up real bad. Yeah. So Charlie Zelenoff is wild. I didn't mean to go on a diatribe about Charlie Zelenoff, but, but I do. What's that? I said, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. But, but, but Tyson Fury, my point is this. Tyson Fury is, in this day and age of social media and good humor and charisma, if you're not buying into Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, the American... I don't know, man. You can't, you know, the argument I've heard for years about the, the boxing is boxing's dead. Yeah. Boxing's dead. We need a heavyweight champ. Right. Okay. We need this. We need that. Okay. The yada, yada, yada. Put your money where your mouth is. This is it. Yeah. If, if, you, if you care about boxing at all, and your argument especially is, well, I need an American heavyweight champ, then tune in and cheer for De the bronze bomber, yep. uh, Deontay Wilder from Alabama. Yep. Who who won the bronze uh, medal in the Olympics? I didn't know that. Yeah, bronze oh, bomber. Okay. That's Joe where Lewis. Gets the name. Joe Lewis, probably the best heavyweight boxer of all time. Don't even get me started. Joe <laughs> Lewis, probably the heavyweight best heavyweight boxer of all time. Not Mike Tyson, who some people will say is arguably. Yeah. Yeah. But Joe Lewis, who is in the conversation, I guess, with Ali for the best heavyweight boxer of all time, mm -hmm. was from Alabama, being an African American. His nickname was the Brown Bomber. Uh, that was his creative nickname that probably some white people gave him. <laughs> he's the Brown Bomber. Okay. Okay, so he's from Alabama also. So the modern incarnation of that would be Deontay Wilder. Yep. Goes by the Bronze Bomber. Kind of a homage or a, a tribute to Joe Lewis. Gotcha. So Deontay Wilder is an American. He's from Alabama. Tune in Saturday. Yeah, for sure. If you don't like boxing, that's okay. Just admit you don't ever like boxing. Because if you're not going to like this, then you never will like it again. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, <clears throat> Fury, as entertaining as he is, um, would not make the draw if he didn't have someone who could legitimately compete with him, which is Deontay Wilder. 100%, yeah. Without the two together having the chemistry, it still wouldn't have the draw that it has. You're right, especially to the American... Uh, uh, viewership. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many different layers to this. You know, you've got a foreigner versus an American. You've got a champion versus what arguably could be a champion, you know, and Deontay Wilder. Um, and he is a know. champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, um, I mean, you know, it's just got all the elements of a good fight. And like you said, if you're not, if you're not willing to admit that this is the perfect chemistry, then you just don't like boxing. And that's okay. Sure. You know, people don't have to like you and I are combat sports fans. Some people listening are just basketball fans or baseball and football yep. fans, or, you know, or whatever. Obviously, that's fine. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the general public would say that boxing is dead and the MMA is the box that they buried it in. But um, this goes to show you that it's still around and it's not going anywhere. Boxing no, no, is it's a really, science. It's not going anywhere. It may go through some ups and downs. Sure. As it has for hundred over a hundred years. Yeah. Okay, it'll go through ups and downs. The the national interest 
yep. will not be as tuned in at times. Is right. Terrence Crawford a big star? I mean, to me, he is. Right. But uh, does anyone listening even know who Terrence Crawford is? No, not really. No. He's an American. Right. He, he's he's undefeated. He's a stud. He right. should be the Floyd Mayweather, but he doesn't talk crap. He's too much of a gentleman. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People don't like that. Right. People know who Floyd Mayweather is because he's he's uh, flamboyant. Sure. And, and he talks crap, and and so should Terrence Crawford be a big bigger star than he is? In my opinion, certainly yes. Right. Um, should Andre Ward have been a bigger star? He won the gold medal. Yeah. From San Francisco, undefeated. Andre Ward was a stud. Now he's retired. We missed him, but majority of people listening don't even know who, right? Who Andre Ward is. Um, so it, it's okay if you're listening and you don't like boxing. Just hold yourself accountable and be honest with yourself. Next time the conversation comes up. And I, I hear this cliched argument that is, well, we just need an American heavyweight champion. Right. I've heard that argument so much. Okay. And and, and people like Lennox Lewis even. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, Tyson Fury is uh, English speaking. Mm-hmm. He has the charm of a, a, a gypsy or a, a Irishman or whatever the word would be. A yeah. Traveler, I think is what he's called. But he comes from a fan. If you haven't watched, there's a, a, a you, on YouTube, you can search Tyson Fury interview. If you haven't watched it, just Google it. I think it's with Greg, uh, uh, with uh, Gumble, okay? And it is great. Tyson Fury comes from a long line of uh, travelers. That's Irish people who box. So his family, his uncle, who cornered him for the majority of his fights, I think is in prison right now for knocking someone's eye out. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, in bare knuckle, bare knuckle street fighting, basically. Wow. So, I mean, if you don't like fighting, that's okay. Don't tell me that you're just waiting for an American heavyweight champ. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. I believe we have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Actually, turns out this one is Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. Not not Brian yet. We have Tyler on the line with us. Tyler, how are you this morning, sir? How are you all? Oh, there he is. Doing very well. Appreciate you, appreciate you calling in this morning, Tyler. No problem. I'll start while you're on the boxing talk. I'll start quickly with that. Did you see Mike Tyson said he's ready to beat Tyson Fury's ass? I did see that. Yeah, I didn't know if it was a joke or not. I'll tell you, especially right now, that would not happen. I don't think so. Prime Tyson, that's a different conversation. But wh- I'm wh- taking Tyson all day. I don't care. I've seen him it's still working out at whatever age he is. and he, doesn't, he throws hands, buddy. I'm taking Tyson all day. Okay. I appreciate that. Do you have any interest in this fight Saturday? I don't even know what fight it is, so no. It's Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. The rematch. Don't know. Don't you know. I haven't watched the fight, the boxing fight, MMA since Tyson bit off Lennox Lewis's ear. Or Holyfield. <laughs> um, um, Tyler, I appreciate your honesty. I do. And I appreciate your call. What do you have for us this morning? Well, I just wanted to, you know, you started out with the boxing. I just... Wanted to throw it out there that little basketball is trash. They beat nobody this season. They beat Duke at Duke. That was a great win. The best, probably the best win in the country this season. Other than that, they beat nobody. They've lost to Georgia Tech. Trash. Josh Casters, their coach. That's all we need to say. They just got beat by Clemson, who's trash. ACC is trash. All these fans going on in the rant. Oh, we won 10 games in a row. Congratulations. You beat Shelby County 10 games in a row. We don't care. Louisville's not good. Chris Mack is not a good in-game coach. He won't even start your best point guard. He's horrible. Who benches Jordan Nora? I don't care if he had a bad game. I'm a Kentucky fan. Your yeah. coach has got problems. No, and it's dif- difficult it to argue with that right now. 
David Johnson. David Johnson appears to be the best player on the team. And so I agree with you. Why doesn't he get more minutes? I'm glad he doesn't get more minutes because it just makes me a day happier when Louisville loses because he's really good. But I just don't understand it. I mean, I, I saw yesterday on, on the social media pages, all your fans are not happy about it. I think the honeymoon's over for Mr. Chris Mack and family. It, it appears to be the case. But, Tyler, Louisville is still right at the top of the ACC right now. So really what they're evaluating, and these are two road games they lost, Tyler. ACC's trash. Okay, but there's still two road games, okay? And what they will be ultimately evaluated on, Tyler, is how they do in the tournament, okay? Right? Sure. And they're going to make the tournament. True. Okay, so... They're going to make the tournament, they're going to go in the second weekend, and they're going to lose in the first game. You know, moving on. Typical car basketball. Last thing before I go, Kentucky basketball, they might have got over a little hump last night. They shot two for 22 three-pointers. They actually, it was a horrendous game, turnovers left and right, and they still pulled out a win against a, a bad old Miss team. I won't say they're good. But just getting over that hump is great. only thing they need to get going is, in my opinion, Ashton Higgins needs to step his game up a little more. You all have a great show. You too, Tyler. Thanks so much for the call. Good stuff there. I do appreciate Tyler's contribution and his honesty. Yeah, you know, it was a good call. He, he doesn't seem like someone who hates boxing. Uh, but he, he hasn't tuned in in a long time, nor does he care about MMA. I appreciate that. Sure. He, he, he seems to be optimistic about Kentucky. Yeah. Not so optimistic about Louisville. <laughs> I mean, he could be pretty accurate there, though. He could. Time will tell. And, yeah. and as I said earlier, ultimately, what coaches are evaluated on is how do you do in the tournament. Yeah. That's yet to be determined. That's the beauty of college basketball. So as much as I knocked, out, knocked college basketball for this season earlier – March Madness is still a beautiful thing. And yeah. each team that gets in the tournament has the opportunity to make a magical run. And yeah. whether that run culminates in a championship or a Sweet 16 even or an Elite Eight, or yeah. there, there's many chances still for this team to have a positive spin on the season. Right. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line now where we do have our man, Brian, the insider, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Good morning, gentlemen. Good to hear you. Wow. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very worried about Louisville basketball, but, man, I can't hardly believe Tyler would have picked a day like today after that poor effort by Kentucky to beat a very bad Ole Miss team. And, yeah, the ACC, I think, is kind of like college basketball. It's down. But to say the ACC is trash... Uh, when you're playing in the SEC is quite ironic. But uh, um, the SEC is very bad basketball, in my opinion, this year. Kentucky, you know, just when I think they're going to turn the corner, they show a game like yesterday. And the bottom line is they're not a very good shooting team at all. But uh, let's talk about the cards because he's correct. That that one, I mean, what is the deal with Jordan Wara, guys? I mean, uh, you know, this guy went in, he was leading – the ACC in scoring, um, you know, by all accounts, even pessimistic ones, he's a second-round draft choice. And, man, he, he total of seven points in the two road games. And uh, I don't know who's feeling worse this morning, Jordan Wara or Chris Mack. I mean, Chris Mack is, can't not seem to get the right chemistry down and I'm like a lot of Cards fans. We were tickled to death when we heard that there was going to be 
you know, uh, a new lineup because we thought finally, finally, Coach is, you know, going to start David Johnson. Finally, we'll get a true freshman in. Well, we got a true freshman in, and that was Sam Williamson, who I liked. I thought, you know, uh, he should get more minutes. Of course, coincidentally, uh, Sam Williamson started and played a total of five minutes. I mean, how did how did that help Sam Williamson? He starts. He, Max said he he deserved the start. He's been playing excellent in practice, so he sits Wara, and he plays Sam Williamson, which I'm fine with. Wara got 30 minutes, but poor Sam got five minutes. No foul trouble. No reason to five minutes, guys. And then, of course, it took forever for David Johnson to get in. And if you watch the game. Louisville was very bad in the game, but the only bright spot they got going is David Johnson. He did get 26 minutes, and it was only because, I mean, he almost pulled him back in it single-handedly. So, eight assists. I mean, he is clearly a difference maker on the team, but these cards are heading in the wrong direction. Uh, Wara is really killing his draft stock. I mean, he, he really looks like there's... He's, I mean, this is the way he played against Kentucky uh, and a couple other big games. Just a complete no-show. So, I know what Mac was trying to do, but uh, it didn't work. He got – War got his 30 minutes, but uh, Sam Williamson didn't come out of that feeling any better. And I'm not so sure David Johnson feels real confident about when he gets in the game after he has to wait for Perry, Kimball, and McMahon to screw up. I mean, uh, he's clearly better than all three of those guys, and uh, you're really not sure what Max evaluating it. Uh, maybe he's just the worst practice player in the history of, of Louisville basketball, and he's just phenomenal when the game kicks in. But, you know, when I thought that we were going to get a lineup change, I thought we were going to finally play our best player to start with so that we didn't get off to these 12-2 starts, and uh, that was not the case. Louisville's now really, I mean, they, they, I think they play Syracuse next. They really need a win bad to stop leading. Uh, but two very bad road losses. In the big picture, Kelly, you're right. They're still right up there in the top of the ACC. They're 21-5. and five. Tyler's best catch team ever, according to Kyle, uh, Tyler, is 20-5 and five in what I think is a, a, a subpar SEC. I don't know what he's watching there. I, I agree the ACC's had better years, but uh, college basketball doesn't have any dominant teams and basically doesn't have any teams that can shoot. I watched that Kentucky Ole Miss game and it, it, it was as painful as watching the Louisville game. I mean, Kentucky uh, with the exception of Quigley uh, and, and Maxie, when he finally gets hot in the big game, they're not a good shooting team at all. And he's, he is correct about Hagen's Hagen's stock, I think, is going down. I think Quigley's a better player than a more important player to Kentucky than uh, than Hagen's, just because Hagen's can't shoot. I mean, that's uh, he's starting to look a little bit like Rondo. I mean, uh, his form is much better, and I really thought he would turn it around because he's such a great defensive player and his four games very good. But he's a liability shooting wise, and if Kentucky can't shoot better than that from three point range. They may be the team that's out in the second weekend, Tyler. So I'd be careful with throwing stones in glass houses there, Tyler. But uh, I love your feedback, and I, I love your passion for the Cats. But uh, the Cards definitely uh, need a win in the worst kind of way. 
and uh, and it can't come soon enough. So I don't know what happens. The Dayton Flyers, man, I tell you what, they won again. They're like twenty-two and two. They're going to sneak into the top five because Louisville. I, I'm guessing Louisville goes to maybe twelve, fifteen, somewhere in there uh, after their two-game horrible performance. But the Dayton Flyers, out of the A10. They may go to third or fourth, and uh, very dangerous team, maybe with the Wooden Award winner on their team in Tobin. So uh, uh, that it's an interesting year in college basketball, and we'll see how the area. Hey, guys, before I forget, just as we'd written off Archie and the Hoosiers, they had a big win this week, bigger win than the Cats or Cards had. They beat a ranked Iowa team, and they are, according to Joe Minardi, they are on the right side of the bubble. So, I mean, I had written them off for dead. I had Archie canned. That's not the case. They could turn it around, and it would be quite a story if Indiana could get a little momentum. Maybe uh, maybe Bobby Knight snuck into the locker room there, guys, and had a little pep talk with the players in his return. Uh, I know one thing. I watched Danny draw up some plays with Chris Mack. I'll go on record now as saying I think Chris Mack's a good coach, great recruiter. But when it comes to game time, let's try, let's try Denny. Put Denny back in and let – I know one thing, guys. Denny would start David Johnson. Okay. I am sure of that. That's Denny, a good point. Denny would start David Johnson. And uh, Denny uh, – I don't know if you saw the press conference when Mac and Denny were talking and they asked, you know, and it turned out he was – Denny was telling Mac how he would approach Syracuse's zone, which is now really turning up as a big game. And they asked Denny, you know, if he knew how to handle that. And he said – he was shocked. He said, yeah, he said, I, I know how to handle all the defenses. So Danny hadn't, he might have had a stroke and his speech is a little slow, but uh, he seems sharp as a tack. And I think he put the right five in there. Matt can't find the right lineups, guys. He's trying. He's reaching. I don't blame him for the Wara deal because Wara got 30 minutes. But I do blame him for playing Sam Williamson, starting and then playing him for five minutes. That's not helping a freshman. That's not going to get us another McDonald All-Star. Okay. Johnson coach. I don't disagree XFL. with you. Watched it. I, I watched the XFL yesterday with my grandson, Johnny, and, uh, man, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's, it's all new rules. I'm shocked at the, uh, at the crowds at these things. It was the second week. By all accounts, it is, uh, it's really doing well. The average player in the XFL's got a salary of 55000 The average coaching staff has got a $500,000 budget. And then the, uh, the quarterbacks and the top players are getting about 250000 guys, more than I thought. I think they're going to make a shot not of competing against the NFL, but providing a nice G League format, maybe a feeder system. But, but more than that, just entertainment for us Americans who are – you know, in the winter, especially when football's gone, I like that they're playing it outdoors in the winter. So, hey, and speaking of football, guys, have you heard the rumors that uh, March 14th, Louisville's going to have a indoor arena football team, and uh, they're, they're going to play in Freedom Hall. And I, I, I remember going to the old games. I think they were played in the uh, Louisville Garden, maybe. Uh, Freedom Hall, I'm sorry. But they uh, that's exciting, and we all love our football. So, uh, hey, real quick, I'll let you talk about the football if you know anything about it. We had a couple big prep races yesterday for the Derby. The Risen Star at the fairgrounds was broken into two divisions because they had 23 horses, 23 three-year-olds, 
And uh, so they ran them, and uh, Bill Mott, who stole the Derby last year with Country House, who never ran again, and this week was announced he got retired. Uh, probably next month we'll find out he tested positive for drugs. Uh, but uh, Bill Mott, who stole the Derby, uh, he won one division, but running a full second faster was Menomine, Mr. Menominee. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but his full sibling, Menominee Girl, was a dominant Oaks winner. And that's great news for Brad Cox, who trained both of them. Brad's a Louisville uh, native, has never had a derby starter. He's got a great one there, guys, Mr. Menominee. And uh, look for him uh, to uh, go on definitely to the derby. And it's always great to see a Louisville-based trainer have a horse in the derby. So, uh, uh, hey, guys, and I, I like the boxing. I'm fired up for next weekend. I'll be paid. I'll, they'll get my 75 or 100 bucks. I'm looking forward. I bought the first one, the Fury uh, Wilder, and I'm looking forward to the rematch. And I hope Fury doesn't get robbed. Fury's my maximum security. He got robbed like maximum, not quite as blatantly as maximum security did. But in my opinion, he clearly dominated Wilder, and they gave him the boxing uh, split decision for the rematch. Well, now we got the rematch. I fully expect Fury to win. I think he's the best boxer going. Guys, thanks so much for having me on. I'll hang up and listen. Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider on the Weekend Sports Buzz Facebook page, which Brandon Bishop made. We have constant interaction from some of our listeners and people who are just on the page. But uh, Tyler responded to a couple of Brian's uh, comments there. He said, quote, uh, a win is a win. And he and Tyler admits a win is a win. Sure, they didn't look the best. Tyler admits the SEC is trash too. So he says the ACC is trash. Tyler also acknowledges the SEC is trash. Also, Tyler responded and said he never once claimed that this is the best Kentucky team ever, which Brian did suggest that he had said. But I think Brian was being a little tongue-in-cheek there with saying that. Um, And also, Tyler admits that he won't win the title. And I think Tyler's throwing some shade at Brian. He also said Brian's a rambler. Oh. Yeah. And, And Tyler commented, ha, ha, ha. He wants a Brian the Insider versus Tyler feud. Oh. Which I like. Yeah. I, I like. It adds a bit of controversy. A little bit yeah. of animosity. Like in all, all seriousness, Tyler and Brian have been calling into the weekend sports buzz since day one. Yeah. So those are two of the, probably the two, two of the most constantly involved figures sure. from day one of the weekend sports buzz. So I do appreciate, in all seriousness, I appreciate both of their calls this morning. Yeah, I think it's great that they have differing opinions, too. Oh, yeah, of, 100%. Know, for somebody like me who's not as into sports sure. as, as I probably should be for being on the show, um, it helps me understand a little bit because I get to see from both sides. So You know what's funny is when I started, the, the I always knew I wanted to be in sports radio. Always did. And I knew I wanted to be a little bit into the fight game, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how it would come into fruition. But when I got started, literally 10 or 11 years ago now, here's how I got started. So I'm 36 now, so I think I was like 25, okay? Um, Go over to my buddy Matt McCarthy's basement every Thursday night, see how much bourbon I could drink, (laughs) while Tyler and I both drank, and we would argue Kentucky versus Louisville. 
and see how much bourbon we could drink and how heated the arguments could get. <laughs> did it ever end in physical violence? No. Nah. No. No. I'm disappointed. Tyler and I did have one incident one time, but it was minimal, not real. Maybe a little bit of physicality, but well, very good. minimal. Yeah, I think I think it's necessary if you want to have a good rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Push and, and Ty- Tyler's listening, so he'll he'll probably respond about that. But he it, can call back in if he'd like. Yeah, I would love to hear <laughs> Tyler's rebuttal, but it was minimal. I love Tyler, I really do. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you you've had physical altercations with every one of your best friends, probably. What? Yeah. Right. Oh, what? Yes. I'm not that guy. Well, I mean, sparring, and you know, I guess. Yes. So yeah. it's not an actual. We just. Uh, practice killing each other that's all yeah okay so i love the calls from brian and tyler um uh you know the schedule upcoming all right let's look at this um the next game for louisville let's look at louisville real quick is wednesday at 7 p.m syracuse at the yum center syracuse is not ranked okay Louisville needs to win this game. I yeah. mean, if they're looking at a top seed in the tournament, right. this is a game they need to win. Okay, next is UNC at the Yum Center. Also, the, the Tar Heels, North Carolina Tar Heels are not ranked. But so it's n- I still don't see either of those being like a gimme game, though. No, I agree. But, but, but one thing you learn over time is both of these games Louisville just dropped this week were on the road. Right. Conference road games are not easy. They never are. You right. lose them. Okay, it's difficult to get wins on the road. Um, so the next game is 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 Syracuse at, at U of L Wednesday, and then Saturday the Tar Heels North Carolina uh, uh, plays against the Cards at the Yum Center, four p.m. Then U of L at FSU, so a road game there. Uh, um, the following Monday at seven p.m. Then Virginia Tech at U of L Sunday, March first. And then on March seventh, the final game of the of the uh, regular season is Louisville at Virginia. Wow! So that's a big one. Never easy to beat Virginia. They did it already this year. Got the monkey proverbial monkey off their back. Um, but that game at to end the season for the Cards at Virginia is big. So still plenty of opportunities to right the ship. Um, it's funny. College basketball fans are fickle. Yeah. Sports radio embodies that more than anything. Baseball fans are the same way. If you listen to a local Yankee station in New York, which I think is so cool, is is they're so fickle. They're, they want the coach fired, and then they love the coach, and then they want him fired, and they love him. It right. sounds like we have a call we on, do. On, the, on the weekend sports buzz. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line. Who do we have? We haven't heard from Blue in a while. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so we've got Blue on the line. Blue, how are you this morning? What do you have for us? Hey, it's all good, Kelly. Man, I hardly stop laughing, man. Hey, uh, I want to respond to something that you said earlier about the postseason uh, and and the judge about how good a job they do in the postseason, the coaches and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to look it up. You get a chance now, Kelly. Now, yep. because it, it, according to the, the the gurus that recruit a lot and and know the inside and know the players, according to Calipari, eight of the last ten years. He's underachieved. According to the preseason predictions now, he's underachieved. And you can tell the guy's Cal Lovers that. And also the, the guy Cal Lovers. Oh, the first thing Cal said when he went in his postseason, when he sat down, guess what he said? Kelly, I, I cracked up. Hey, you guys say we should shoot more threes? <laughs> you the one said this is the best shooting three-point team you ever had, Calipari. Come on, man. You don't know what you got. You never know what you got. You're you going to get good players every year and, 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 and throw your dice out. You gamble on them. 
overrated. <laughs> man, keep with 22. Kelly, I'm 67 years old. I can shoot better than that. Man, come on, man. And you're so good, Coach. Well, why don't you teach me how to shoot free throws? Teach me how to, how to shoot mid-range jumpers. How to, how, how to dribble the ball. Ashton Hagen. I would say Ashton Hagen's man in, in the third round, man. Who's he going to play for? Come on, man. It, it, this, this game is crap, man. Anybody say this is Kentucky basketball? Don't know Kentucky basketball, millennials. Come on, man. This ain't, this ain't slop, man. What do you think of the cur- Kelly. the Thanks, cur- Oh yeah, Blue, we always appreciate you. I think we lost him there. I'm curious as to what Blue thinks of the overall state of college basketball currently. Yeah. It didn't sound like he's real high on Cal. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> no. Did not sound like Blue's very high on Cal Perry. I love Blue. Yeah, it's a great call. He caller, doesn't call bro. in each week. He does not. Right. Um but when he when he does, man, he drops some some fire. Yeah, he's always got something good to say. He called. Uh, he said, "I'm 67 years old. I could shoot better than that." <laughs> Don't doubt him. <laughs> he also took a shot at the current state of of. Of Kentucky fans, he said, "Y'all are millennials. Y'all don't don't know what you're talking about, right?" I love it. Blue, not impressed with the current state of Kentucky basketball, and I appreciate his honesty. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I'm curious if 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 I am very curious. Okay, let's say Tony Bennett, or I don't know who, it would, but another coach were to come into Lexington and take over for Calipari. All right. Um, and they, maybe they have less results than they currently have, but they have more upperclassmen, and they can shoot the ball better. Maybe they recruit a few local guys more so than the than the current Kentucky Wildcats. Would Blue be happier with that? I guess that's what my question is. Blue, I know you're listening. Would you be happy to have a team that you maybe identify a little bit better with and... Maybe they don't. They don't. They're not always one of the top seeds in the tournament. They don't get the top recruiting class each year, or one of the top three recruiting classes. But you like the coach. They're a better shooting team, and maybe they're on the bubble some years. They make the tournament. They don't. But would you be happier with that blue? And I'm not being facetious. You know, I'm not being um, sarcastic with that question. I'm not. I'm curious because blue embodies does embody a lot of the Kentucky fan base. He just does. Right. So, Blue, that's my question for you going forward. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We called. We asked for it. And it sounds like we got Tyler back on the line with us. What do you have for us, Tyler? Well, I was just listening, and I I, I just needed 30 seconds to tell the story of Kelly Patrick. Let's hear what you got. <laughs> Well, one day, me, you know, me and Kelly used to host the weekend sports buzz for a year or so, and back in our bourbon days, uh, me and Kelly would always kind of pick each other up and take each other to the, the station, being in Indiana, and we lived near each other, save a little on the gas money. We were both broke and poor. Anyways, long story short, we were grabbing our, our morning donuts from Speedway. I went in and chatted with my, my sweet my sweet girl that's always in there, come back out. And this is the time that Kelly's going through some uh, issues with some sinus problems and on some methamphetamines and next thing i know we're almost in a fight in the middle of his honda accord that's half-assed broken down and he's pushing me out of the moving vehicle turning on to 146 literally kelly is pushing me out of his moving vehicle while he drives one-handed leaning over to the honda accord trying to push me out and kill me 
Kelly Patrick is crazy. Go join the Kelly Patrick Show page on Facebook. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, for the record, was not methamphetamines. I was, I did have some sinus issues. I remember it very specifically. I had some sinus issues, and I was on like like some Claritin D, and I, I had a. Um, I had like a pick line. I, I, I had been treated for a sinus infe- bad sinus infection I had. So I had a pick line in my arm. And I, for some reason, I was mad at him. He was like taking his time. I think he was, he was yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like his attitude. And I got mad. <laughs> and as you heard there, apparently attempted murder. <laughs> Tried to push him out of a moving vehicle. Yeah. So when you described this situation earlier, it didn't sound quite as uh, dangerous or life-threatening as Tyler but is. It, to be honest, I do think it involved him saying something like, I'll get out, him opening the door, and I was like, okay, fine. Go ahead. Something like that. <laughs> How fast do you think you were going? Not fast. Barely moving in like a, a gas station parking lot. So you're saying he's exaggerating? He exaggerated a little bit. He embellished <laughs> a little bit. Not methamphetamines, Claritin D. Okay. Um, but Still good under the influence. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's a good story. I'm glad, Tyler. Thank you for calling. Good in for ratings, that, right? Yes. Attempted murder always yeah. helps the ratings, right? The ratings. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, uh, Brian just commented here and said that he he accepts the challenge from Tyler. He said Tyler is actually the one who gave him the original uh, uh, nickname of Brian the Insider. Tyler gave it to Brian, so Brian accepts the Tyler versus Brian challenge. Okay, so that's a rivalry in the group now. Uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in. We are going to head to a break. The Weekend Sports Buzz is once again brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Thank you very much for tuning in. Brandon and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. I want to give a shout out to a few people here. We appreciate the opportunity to be on the air every Sunday morning uh, from our man Dugan Ryan of Ryan Media. Also Trevor Kelsey, Doug Wolverton, everybody here at the station. They do great work and I love that the station has been in existence for as long as they have. Uh, And, you know, I operate on a man, this is fun type basis. This is my Sunday mornings. I hope I get to continue to do this. And for eight years now, I've been able to continue this enjoyable hobby. I really appreciate that. Uh, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, um, the Big X is the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville and Southern Indiana market. Okay. So what that means is Dugan owns this place and he, he, he broadcasts what he thinks is the best here. It's not, it's not someone from another city dictating exactly what we have to talk about. I don't know if, that, if a lot of people are f- 
aware that that presents some creative flexibility on this side. So here on the weekend, Sports Buzz, for example, we get to talk about whatever we want to. Yeah, and sometimes it goes off the rails, and I love Go, it. Sometimes it goes off the rails a little <laughs> bit. Um, Car fights. Yeah, Tyler, me trying, apparently, if you tuned in in the, the previous segment, uh, Tyler told a story of me trying to push him out of a moving car, which is a true story. Yeah, and your, uh, your Claritin D enraged <laughs> state. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's what happened, you know. I, I didn't plan on discussing that on air this morning. You prompted me for it. I'm so glad I did. Right? <laughs> you said, what was it you said? You said, anything physical ever happened between you two? Yeah. And then I immediately go to the one physical incident, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess so. <laughs> you know, when your instincts make a calling, you just got to gotta go with it. I had to ask. I think he then got <laughs> out of the car after that and insisted on just calling someone else and having him pick up them pick him up and so i came here into the show solo <laughs> and so it's like yeah oh, kelly's crazy <laughs> it's a great story thank you okay so we appreciate the support from also matt mccarthy of live sportscaster.com um as i told earlier tyler and i got started um thanks to matt mccarthy really literally in his basement recording the podcast at the time it was uh the bluegrass breakdown i think was the name so it was basketball and football centric I remember doing some interviews with some coaches and players and things like that from Matt's basement. Yeah. I remember interviewing Clint Hurt, Winston Bennett, um, some other guys, Derek wow. Anderson on the phone yeah. uh, through Skype, through through Matt's basement. I also, you know, it's interesting, and in Matt's basement, I also hosted a show called Sunday Punch, okay? And that was a boxing show, so that was an incarnation. It was a national or international boxing show. Wow. That was an incarnation somewhat of what I'm doing now with the Kelly Patrick show. I, I was my co host was a guy named Radio Rahim. Okay. Okay. And if you dig into who the number one guy covering this Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder rematch is, Radio Rahim, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day. He really? was my co host. Wow. Back in two thousand twelve. Wow. Okay. Uh, so if you go back and do a YouTube search for Radio Rahim, Kelly Patrick. You can find some video footage, and it was very high-quality stuff. Wow. Done by my man Matt McCarthy of, of Radio Rahim and I hosting a show together. He knew way more about boxing than I did, so it was kind of us using the Matt's expertise with the uh, media, the social media, and the, the technology side of things. Um, there was a green screen behind us. He was in Los Angeles where, where Radio Rahim lives. But if you watch it, it's like a double screen and we're there hosting a show together. And he has continued success since then. And like I said, he's really about as high level of a boxing reporter as there is now. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know what, what's cool about the, the uh, weekend sports buzz or any podcast even is kind of getting on the air. And then kind of seeing where the conversation takes you. Yeah. And today what we've done is brought up a story about me. Apparently sounded like attempted murder with Tyler. <laughs> right? Does, is the statute of limitations, like, are we outside of that? I don't think. I, I don't think he could prove that. I, it, my memory is he basically opened the door and was like, you know. You just shoved him out. Yeah, I think I then tried to push him <laughs> out. But, I mean, I, I, no, actually – for legal purposes, I'd have to consult with my lawyer before there I say I tried to push yeah. him out. You can either confirm nor deny. Exactly. Exactly. But we do appreciate the call from not only Tyler and Brian earlier, but from Blue. Yeah. What a great call. Yeah. Right? I always love our callers, man. Yeah. They're the best part of the show to me. 
it, and that separates it from the Kelly Patrick Show podcast, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. No callers there. But, no callers uh, there. Um, also, we want to thank Louisville Combat Academy, 7908 Beale Church Road. Louisville Combat Academy has the most active MMA fighters at any gym in Kentucky. I'll be there today from 2 to 4, roll in a little bit of jujitsu with Brandon and, and the other people that, that show up for the uh, Sunday session. So I can't yep. wait. Who knows? Maybe even Scott Elliott, Dustin Short, Adam Fritz, who are making the trek from Richmond today. Yep. If you follow martial arts or MMA here locally, you need to tune into the Kelly Patrick Show. For sure. Uh, AFS 10th Planet Richmond is the only current active 10th Planet affiliate. So Eddie Bravo's jiu-jitsu uh, system Correct. is 10th Planet. No gi, so they don't wear the, the karate-looking robe. No pajamas. Uh, no pajamas. But um, they are AFS 10th Planet Richmond is the only affiliate in the state of Kentucky. And the owner, Scott Elliott, who is an absolute encyclopedia of martial arts, especially martial arts locally and MMA, mm-hmm. will be making the, the drive along with Adam Fritz, very accomplished uh, jiu-jitsu competitor and amateur and pro MMA fighter. Yeah. And also Dustin Short. Yeah. Who's also very accomplished on the, the bo- I think, boxing scene, amateur MMA, and now also professional MMA yeah. scene. All three of those guys are killers. They're killers, and they're all coming. Uh, I can't wait for an episode tonight of the Kelly Patrick Show. We're up against the end of the first hour. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the weekend sports buzz. Be sure to call us at 502-384-1450. We look forward to a big second hour. Thank you very much. We will be back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X, located here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Appreciate the support from Louisville Combat Academy, 7908, Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. The first fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury was in December of 2018. Okay. It didn't seem like it was that long ago. Yeah, time's going by fast, man. Yeah. It's like the older... Are you 36? How old uh, are you, Bren? I'm... 37? 37. I'll Thir- be 38 next week. Okay, okay. So you're a couple years older than me. Yeah. Um, or close to it. I'll be 30... I'll be 37 in August. You're, I guess, a year and a half older than me. Yeah. Yeah, we're at the age where you have to actually think about how old we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and it gets to where um, time... I know it's Blue's listening and probably rolling his eyes. He's 67, <laughs> right? But can still shoot. He can still shoot better than the Kentucky team. Yeah. Um, but I think as you get older, time goes by faster. 
For sure. It's all relative. Yep. It's all, everything's relative. Well, when you've only lived 18 years, that's your entire life. Sure. But, you know, when you've lived 18 years twice, yep. 18 seems young. And so. I saw my, my two beautiful kids this morning, 11-year-old daughter, 10-year-old son. For them, every day is a big chunk of time. Sure. So it's all relative. But December of 2018 in Los Angeles at the Staples Center, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder had their first fight. I watched it live. Have you watched that fight, Brandon? I have, yeah. It was amazing. Right? It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I want this to not only this fight to happen again Saturday, but I want a a, a third match. I don't know. Maybe even fourth. We'll see. Depending on the outcome of this fight, I think you got to have another one. I mean, ratings are ratings, and these guys like making money. Well, I think you and I are um, on opposite ends of the bet on this. I think that Wilder is going to win this fight. Okay. Via knockout? Um, yeah, I would say that. I mean, well, it depends on the rules of the match. I haven't looked at the rules of the match. Is the three knockdown rule in effect? Okay. Um, that may, that may become a factor. Um, you know, in the later rounds of the last fight, it looked like Fury was having a hard time staying on his feet. So I think if the fight had continued, um, it may have gone in Wilder's. Sure. Uh, you know, it would have gone Wilder's way pretty quickly after, after the end of the fight, I think. Um, so I think knowing that what you know he's going to have to go all in, obviously, if he wants to beat Fury within the time frame, and um, I think Fury has been playing around a little bit too much with media and uh, doing interviews, doing the WWE thing. Um, so you you, know, you enjoy it as a fan? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. As as a fan watching what's going on, I'm very entertained. <laughs> but also as a fighter, I know that if you're not 100 percent focused on that fight, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, you know what's funny is I. I doing the commentary for Hard Rock and all that, I have experienced a little bit of that. I invite fighters to come on the show, mm-hmm. and it's on them as to whether or not they actually come on. Right. But coming on the show too much and doing too much screwing around could be viewed as maybe not taking a fight camp serious enough. Yeah, taking it a little too lightly if you're playing that much. Do you, th- you think that could exist on the local level too? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So someone who's going to come on and get smashed drunk on the Kelly Patrick show and say out all sorts of um, outrageous things and mm-hmm. joke around and mm-hmm. then come on the weekend sports buzz and then the right just yeah. making the rounds for the local um, combat sports media realm, which let's be honest is this right um, that could be viewed as not taking a fight camp serious enough i think so and you know i think on the local level you could probably get away with it a little bit if you're a talented fighter okay um you know i think that there's a little bit of leeway here it's not like you're fighting um the best of the best although um our demographic here is proving to be a pretty good one as far as comparison to the rest of the country i mean our local mma is no joke you know our guys are making it to the ufc sure and uh our guys are traveling out so um you're not fighting a bunch of punks around here. However, there's a few that filter in that are obviously not top level. And if you're one of the better guys, you probably could sneak away with doing a couple of interviews and joking around a little bit and still get your wins in. But um, I just really feel like, you know, from a coach's standpoint, if I'm seeing my fighter going out and doing a couple of interviews uh, here and there and stuff like that, I'm going to be a little bit concerned that maybe they're not focusing enough. Okay. Uh, so, you predict Deontay Wilder wins via stoppage? I do. Okay. And the cool thing about this is a week from today, we'll be on the air. We'll find out. We'll get to find out. I can't wait for this fight. Yeah. I don't want to talk the entire second hour necessarily about this fight, but 
everybody who follows the Kelly Patrick Show or the Weekend Sports Buzz closely knows in June of 2018, I went to Anthony Joshua's first fight mm-hmm. in the United States when he fought Andy Ruiz, Ruiz. Jr. Yep. Uh, at Madison Square Garden in Kentucky. I'm very fortunate. My father and, and stepmother brought me to what's the greatest sporting event I've ever been to. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and I we didn't really expect, we didn't really expect Andy Ruiz Jr. to win that fight, but I was present for one of the biggest upsets in the history of heavyweight boxing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So this era right now of heavyweight boxing Sure, it's not like any other era. I get it. It's different. Sure. But it always is. Right. It always is. Yeah. So it's a good era. Yeah. It's a good era of heavyweight boxing. Uh, Anthony Joshua yeah. uh, in the rematch played a defensive style a la maybe Lennox Lewis mm-hmm. type deal yeah. where you're not trying to get necessarily a big knockout win. You're not trying to be Mike Tyson. Um you know, you're not going for the home run shot. You're trying to win on points. It's the Marcus of Queensberry boxing rules. Those are rules. It's a very specific rule set. Right. And you're trying to win. That's what Anthony Joshua did in Saudi Arabia in the rematch. Okay. I watched it. He won. He be- Tactically, beautiful fight by Anthony Joshua. Yep. For the casual fan, not so much. Okay. But in my prediction... Okay, so what's it, another interesting thing that my man Sean Barris pointed out on the Kelly Patrick Show group, which I made a... You know what's funny about the Kelly Patrick Show group? There's so much horsing around. 75% of the people in that group are actual MMA fighters, I'd say. Right. You think that's a good percentage? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. so what that means is there's a little degree of being a degenerate. Yeah. Okay, so they screw around a lot. But I do may, try to interject some substantive posts i made a post about deontay wilder versus tyson fury in the group Mm -hmm. not that many people responded (laughs) (laughs) people were looking for the horsing around more so yeah uh but one of the guys who did respond was the brother of nicholas barris who's been on the kelly patrick show has been on the weekend sports buzz Mm -hmm. with me Mm -hmm. sean barris commented and he said he doesn't like how tyson fury switched up his camp right prior to this fight he fired his coach and he now has joined an American gym in Detroit. Yeah. In Detroit, or a suburb, I think, of Detroit, Michigan. The Kronk Gym. Okay. Legendary coach, Emmanuel Stewart, who mm-hmm. coached uh, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. Uh, coached uh, Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Coached some of the great boxers ever. Uh, Emmanuel Stewart is now uh, uh, passed away. Okay. Um, but. Sugar Burt, his, his nephew, actually, is running the gym now. Okay. okay. So long story short, Tyson Fury's new gym has maintained that same defensive philosophy. They're not going for the knockout. They're trying to win. Okay. So my prediction is Tyson Fury is not quite as aggressive in this fight. He'll, he'll rink and dink uh, a few punches here and there. But ultimately, I think Tyson Fury's goal in this rematch is to avoid getting hit. Okay. And... And I think he will win a, a unanimous decision. So it'll be kind of boring, which I love. I don't care. If you're yep. trying to win, I think it's still beautiful uh, to be able to evade who someone who is, let's be honest, one of the, the best knockout artists in the history of the division, in yeah. Deontay Wilder. Yeah, it, it only takes a couple from Wilder to put you down. It does. So um, if you can evade those punches 
for the entire fight, I think that's beautiful, and I think that's Tyson Fury's goal, consistent with his new camp. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Uh, uh, but there's the other side of that coin, okay? Sean Barris pointed it out. Switching camps right before a big rematch like this, it doesn't show a bunch of, a bunch of uh, um, consistency, right. does it? So, I mean, you can you can poke some holes in that. You can have a different angle on that. You can say, Tyson Fury, why did he abandon his camp, his his coach? Why why does he feel the need to get a new a new camp? Right, and uh, you know, I mean, you could speculate on on all the reasons. Um, it could be because it's an American camp, and maybe he wants to get a feel for more of the the American style boxing. And you know, he like you said, um, he's going to the old Klitschko camp, um, which may speak to. You know how he felt like Klitschko fought him. Sure. Okay. Um, you know, maybe he's looking for people who can emulate Wilder a little closely in a fight. You know, okay. so um, you can speculate on a lot of different reasons why he would switch up his uh, training camp. And historically, we've seen it go both ways. We've seen people switch camps and have unimaginable success after that, and then we've also seen that be the beginning of their demise. So um, only time will tell, and that's what I really enjoy about these types of fights is that we can speculate all we want, but all of our questions will be answered Saturday night. So once again, his new coach is Sugar Hill of the Cronk Gym outside of uh, Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. uh, his his uh, previous coach was Ben Davidson, okay, an English guy, an English boxing coach. But Tyson right. Fury didn't even have him for many years, a few years right. prior to the split, okay? Right. And he famously, I've watched so many Tyson Fury interviews, it's very interesting, but he met him, Ben Davidson, a relatively unknown boxing coach out of England, at a pub. Oh, you're a boxing coach? Okay, well, if this is literally Tyson Fury's story. This is why I love him so much. He goes, oh, you're a boxing coach? Well, see that beautiful woman over there? If you can go get her phone number, and it's a real phone number, you can be my head coach. <laughs> So Is that's, that a true story? Yes. That's amazing. So Ben Ben Davidson, his coach, went over, got the beautiful one. Handsome guy, Ben Davidson, handsome guy, went over, got the beautiful, impressed Tyson Fury enough that he could do that. Wow. That Tyson Fury's like, oh, I'm the heavyweight champ of the world. Or I'm trying to, at that time, I think he was like 400 pounds. Yeah. Doing yeah, a bunch was, of yeah, cocaine, yeah, yeah, drinking yeah. tons of beer. Okay. <laughs> And Tyson Fury was like, okay, you're my head coach now. And then he, he went on a, a nice little win streak. So he, And his coach prior to that was, I think his name was Peter Fury, his uncle. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 right. The, uh, the Gypsy King boxer. Yeah. Yes. He was his uncle who's now in prison yeah. for something related to, I think, putting some guy's eye out in a bare-knuckle yeah. uh, bare brawl Non-sanctioned fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not tuned in now, now admittedly, I am drawn to chaos. I get a kick out of that type of stuff, right? Oh, we know. Yeah. Okay, I do. <laughs> I do. But Tyson Fury, in my mind, is hilarious. Yeah. And and he's the damn, the darn heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think with all the interviews he's doing that we could get him to call into the weekend sports buzz? Man, I would love that. I got a couple goals Yeah. for the long run is I want AJ Jenkins and you to help me. Secure an interview on my podcast mm -hmm. with Eddie Bravo. That's one. I think we can do that. Okay. That would be big for me. Yeah. That would be big. Uh, but I also want to have some nice interviews with some some top boxing guys. Yeah. For some reason, the top boxing guys are a little more appealing to me mm -hmm. than maybe even some of the top MMA guys. I, does that make sense? Sure. Okay. And what I mean by that is it's, it's more of an 
international audience, old yeah. guys in England. Yeah. There are 80-year-old men in England who love boxing. Absolutely. Not many 80-year-olds in the United States love MMA. Well, I mean, it's a newer yet. sport. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd say in another 50 years, you'll have that audience. Oh, I agree. But, you know, as of right now, I mean, MMA really hit the scene in America in 94. So, you know, your average MMA audience is going to be probably our age. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think you're right. The The audience for boxing is more of a... Uh, mature audience, people that have been around a lot longer, who have enjoyed the sport, watched the um, the ins and outs, the ups and downs. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think you're right there. Good stuff. Once again, we appreciate the support from Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Here on the Weekend Sports Buzz, we are a very interactive show. Okay, and what I mean by that is we have kind of the – the world's colliding. The Kelly Patrick Show podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, I think Stitcher, I don't know, whatever else, everything. The Kelly Patrick Show. But there's Facebook groups, okay? We have the Weekend Sports Buzz group, which we like horsing around in there too, right, Brandon? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I, I think we keep it a little more above the belt there. Okay, I don't know why. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? I just got a, a text in from my man Jeff Hudson. You know who he is, don't you? Yes, I do. Why do you know who Jeff Hudson is? Um, because of you. Okay. What yeah. do you know about him? What has he done uh, that, that that makes him memorable to the Kelly Patrick Show uh, listeners? Anything anything inappropriate regarding cameras or the ring girls? <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, it's been a recurring theme on the Kelly Patrick Show when we're watching the fights um, that Jeff's camera work has been... Um, he, he, but basically, he volunteered to hold a camera for a Hard Rock event about a year ago in <laughs> Shepherdsville, okay? And what happened? Um, he, I mean, I felt like he was doing a great job myself, personally. Um, and as the, uh, as the uh, fighters are taking their break in between rounds, Jeff is following the ring girl around the, the cage with the camera, which, you know, is typical of MMA. But um, then he chooses to zoom in on certain parts of her anatomy. <laughs> okay. And, and it's, it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happened more than once. <laughs> it, it happened with every fight the whole night. Okay. So if you're interested, you know, join the Weekend Sports Buzz group on Facebook. Ask to join. Either Brandon or myself will approve you. We're not very picky with that stuff. Not it. <laughs> clearly, by the Kelly Patrick Show standards. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from approving anything anymore. <laughs> okay. What, what what do you mean about that? Why do you say that, Brandon? Um, I've, I've something made the, to do with the Kelly Patrick show group last night. Um, the past couple of days, honestly, <laughs> I think the past week. Yeah. Yeah. I've really, um, made some regrettable decisions. I mean, unbeknownst to myself, I didn't know I was making mistakes. The Kelly Patrick show group. <laughs> Once again, it's about 75% MMA fighters, okay? And if you're willing to get into a cage and fight, for the most part, I think you naturally are inclined to pushing the limits. Yeah, I would think so. Saying silly things. Nothing's malicious. There's some serious uh, outline or, or um, lines that are drawn in all seriousness. Where yeah. Nothing in there is allowed to, of course, and nothing has been racist. Right. You know, obviously no uh, uh, horrible sexual things or, right? right. Yeah. Um, or um, nudity. You know, right. we draw the line somewhere. Sure. Okay. So it's not really bad stuff. And if it is, then we address it and we take it off. 
Yeah. But the Kelly Patrick Show group on Facebook now has about 600 members. Yep. And it's growing. It's growing. I yeah. cannot believe some of my family members and people that I know who are relatively clean cut cannot believe that they're still in the group. <laughs> I wonder if there are people who just like accepted the invite and then just never followed the group because they know that there's going to be shenanigans. They don't want to hurt my feelings by leaving. Maybe. That may be the case. Good for them. Yeah. And but that's hey, fine. The numbers look good though. Yeah. I'm okay with it. it it's a growing group. Yeah. Every time I see a post... Then I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What if so-and-so <laughs> sees this, right, who's in the group? Right. I then look at the number of members, and it's grown by, like, five. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what is this thing becoming? Because it's not just an MMA group or combat sports group, but the Kelly Patrick Show group on Facebook is horsing around in shenanigans at its finest. Yep. But the Weekend Sports Buzz group is growing also, where we talk about basketball. Yeah. Baseball, football, some boxing maybe. Yeah. So there's a, a little bit of overlap, but that's what that is. The Weekend Sports Buzz group on Facebook. Blue, if you're on Facebook, you know, or anybody who listens, I would love for you to join the Weekend Sports Buzz show. I was going to make a, a bit of a controversial post about uh, Trump attending the Daytona 500. You should make it. You know, I think I'll put it in there just to just to get a rise out of everybody and see what they say. It seems to be a mixed review in the comments section, which is my favorite part. I just go read the comments and just laugh. Um, I don't even care about the article. The comments are great. <laughs> <laughs> so join the group and, and be engaged with the, the, the weekend sports buzz. We appreciate your partici- participation. We appreciate your calls. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. Okay. So this upcoming week, big games on the horizon for the local college basketball teams. IU plays today at Michigan at 1 p.m. Okay, and that's going to be a pretty big game for them, right? Every game from this point forward is a big game for the Hoosiers. Yeah, they're going to have to win. Yeah. I mean, you could make a case maybe they could, it's a road game in the Big Ten. I talked to my man Matt Dennison a couple weeks ago. He said, in the Big Ten, road teams do not win that much. They just don't. Yeah, they've got an uphill battle for sure. They've got an uphill battle. Brian, the insider, referred to it earlier. IU's right there on the bubble. And Lenardi currently has them as one of the, what, 65 teams in the tournament. So yeah. R.G. Miller, his back is, his proverbial back is against the wall. Uh, he needs a win. Today, IU at Michigan. If the Hoosiers win today at 1 p.m., that would be huge. Yeah. Huge, okay? So they, they play at Michigan today at 1 p.m. Then Wednesday, 9 p.m., they play at Minnesota. They play at Little Ricky. You know who that is? I don't. That's Okay. The, the head coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers is a guy named Rickert, Richard Patino. Oh, okay. Rick Patino's Little son. Little Ricky. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So IU at Minnesota Wednesday, February 19th, 9 p.m. That's a later game up in Minnesota. So two road games, two road games for the Hoosiers this week. Then they have a week from today at noon, Penn State at IU. They got to win that one. Um I don't know. Penn State's 13. They're having a good year. I don't know if that's a must win. But, I mean, if if the Hoosiers want to make the tournament, here you go. They got to win some games the rest of this way. They've got some work to do. And then we have IU at Purdue Thursday, February 27th. IU at Illinois, who's ranked number 22. Uh, March 1st. Then Minnesota at IU, March 4th. Then Wisconsin at Indiana, March 7th. The rest of the way, the Hoosiers are playing two teams that are currently ranked 
in the top 25. So they, they got their work cut out for them. If the Hoosiers want to make the tournament, which for the sake of this show, we're located in southern Indiana. We are the official affiliate for the Hoosiers locally. We need the Hoosiers to get hot right now. I'm a graduate of IU. Did, okay. you, know, did you know that? No, I didn't. Graduated from Indiana University Southeast. Very <laughs> proud of my bachelor's degree from there. Should be. Yeah. I am. It's a, it's a good degree. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a Cards fan by proximity. I grew up around here. I support the local teams. I'm big on that. If I ever move, which I don't plan on it, let's say I move to Los Angeles, I'd become a Lakers fan. Okay. I don't mind that type of a jumping ship thing. If you move somewhere and you're supporting the local team, that makes sense. Sometimes I get a little iffy about someone who grew up here and they're like, oh, yeah, my favorite football team's the Patriots. And my favorite basketball team's the Bulls. In the 90s, it was the Bulls. And then in the 2000s, it was the Lakers. Now I'm a Warriors fan. I, you know, sometimes that is difficult for me to follow. But I like the idea of cheering on your home team. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So I want the Hoosiers to win. They've got some, some chances here to win some games. And Archie Miller, who, who is being viewed as being on the hot seat, has a chance to make the tournament. Who knows? Maybe win a couple games. All right. Next game for the Kentucky Wildcats is Tuesday, a couple days from now. Okay. 9 p.m. Kentucky, who's ranked number 12 currently, against at LSU, Ooh. who's ranked number 25. Okay. Big game for the Cats. Yeah. They, they, they pulled one out yesterday um, by beating Mississippi 67 to 62. Yeah. Okay. Um did, did I see Joe B there? Probably, yes. Yeah. I think I did. Maybe his dad too? No, no way his no? dad. Joe B's like 80 something. Okay. Okay. I mean, maybe it was his son then. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that's okay. I'm you just know throwing who, words no, out there. You know who Joe B is? I do, yeah. Right? Who's yeah. Joe B? Uh I think he has a hall named after him, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, Joe B. Hall. So I appreciate that. You're yeah. familiar with the somewhat of the the kind of vernacular yeah. um, um, of the Kentucky, you know, fan yeah. base. Yeah, right? I mean, you uh, grew up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not your primary thing. You're always into martial arts, but but I'm aware of it. You're somewhat yeah. aware. You're sure. aware that it's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. March yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah. And, and uh, echoing kind of this, reflecting the sentiment of what the locals care about right. is a big part of, I think, the weekend sports buzz and, yeah. and engaging our audience. So I appreciate that. So Kentucky plays at LSU Tuesday at 9 p.m. Then Florida at Kentucky next Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, and then February 25th, 7 p.m., Kentucky at Texas A&M. Then Saturday, February 29th, Auburn, Bruce Pearl and Auburn. Come to Rupp Arena. Currently, Auburn is number 11 in the country. They come to Rupp Arena Saturday, February 29th, 3.45 p.m. Then we have Marcus's team, the Tennessee Volunteers. Okay. At Kentucky, March 3rd, 9 p.m. We haven't heard from Marcus yet. No. Nope. Love to still hear from him. Got a little bit of time here. Um, and then to wrap up the season, we have Kentucky at Florida, March 7th, 1 p.m. Okay. The rest of the way for, for the Louisville Cardinals, we have... Of course, Wednesday, I said it earlier, Syracuse at UofL. Then Saturday, UNC, North Carolina Tar Heels at UofL. Then UofL at FSU. Then we got Virginia Tech at UofL. Then we have Louisville at Virginia, March 7th, to wrap up the regular season. And then we have conference tournaments. 
Okay. So that's what happens, Brandon. We wrap up the regular season here. Those are our three local teams. Then we got the Big Ten, the ACC, and the SEC tournaments. We'll see how they do there. You can make an argument. You know what's funny about Kentucky fan base, the Kentucky fan base, is there's a contingency of fans who really care about the SEC tournament. Then there's a contingency who don't care. Right. They're like, who cares? All that matters is how you do in the NCAA tournament. Right. So we'll get to see how Kentucky does in the – John Calipari, who's uh, had a lot of success at Kentucky, but a big portion of the fan base still talks trash about him, <laughs> including Blue. Uh, yeah. We'll get to see if he, if he wins the SEC tournament, then he will release a statement afterwards saying, this is the most important – man, I care about the SEC tournament maybe more than anything. If they get knocked out of the SEC tournament early – Nah, big deal. He will release a statement saying the exact opposite and playing to that fan portion of the fan base. And then ultimately, in my opinion, what they are judged on is how they do in the tournament for Louisville, IU, and Kentucky. Yeah, at the the end of the day, I think that's all anybody really cares about. I believe so also. Um, We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Once again, we encourage you to interact with us through the Facebook group, the Weekend Sports Buzz. Add yourself to the group. Also, we have a Weekend Sports Buzz page on Twitter, uh, ran by my man Steve Driver, who will be back with us very soon. Awesome. Also, we're looking at getting Alex Hacker back in with us soon. Jacob Pierce, I believe, is going to come in here to the Weekend Sports Buzz soon. And, of course, hot, Hot Boy. Hot Boy. Also, we'll have Ben Fowler back in sometime soon. We look forward to that. Dad bod. Dad bod. I love Ben Fowler. He he's embraces awesome. it, right? Yeah, he's awesome, man. How great is that? Yeah. Okay, so we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. Be sure to stay tuned. Brandon and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. I'll be there today from 2 to 4, rolling around, doing some jujitsu. To the majority of people out there listening, you probably don't even know what that means. Right, Brandon? Kelly's going to try and choke me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Brandon, being the gentleman he is, will also be trying to choke me. Yeah, it's only fair. And it's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. It's probably healthier to do it that way instead of maybe 10 years ago when Tyler and I had our altercation in the car. (laughs) You think? Yeah, I mean. Healthier, uh, safer. Yeah, controlled fashion. Nobody's going to die. Yes. 
no charges no, are pressed. No actual risk of of, of death. Well, I guess very minimal. Very very minimal. minimal. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we appreciate you tuning in. I got a text in from my man Maurice. Oh who, yeah, yeah. Who now lives in in, in Colorado. Awesome. So he I he says he'll be moving back maybe over the next year or so. I think. Why? Um. I don't know. What, what what sounds so appealing to you about Colorado, Brandon? Um, what do you mean by that? What like, was that tone? What did that tone mean? The the altitude. It's good. Okay, for, yeah, it's good for it training. Is. That's what it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Mo touched on a few different things. Mo has been a part of the weekend sports bus. He's been in here to co-host with me many times. I don't think you've met him, no. Brandon. Okay. No. But he contributes in the weekend sports bus group. Yes. Okay. And he's been in here over the years with me many times. Great guy. Most a big basketball fan. Here's his summary uh, of what's going on. He said the dunk contest, Dwight Howard was terrible. <laughs> okay. Dwight Howard's old. He's like 35 now. He came into the NBA literally when he was like 17 or 18. So he's been in the NBA seemingly forever. So 35 is old now? Yeah. For someone like this. He'll be in the NBA for a while longer, and he's doing well right now with the Lakers. That's why he made the dunk contest. He somewhat has resurrected his career playing alongside Anthony Davis, LeBron James. But Dwight Howard's a big star. (laughs) I hate to take the low hanging fruit. Do you know who Dwight Howard is? I've heard the name. Okay. (laughs) There's been reports... That he is intimately linked to transvestites, transgendered people, things like that. Okay. And he and I don't think people are really denying it, which is fine, but it's kind of a, a reflection of what's up in 2020, yeah. I think. And that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Right? He seems like a nice guy. He's always smiling, um, but possibly a, 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 a guy who's breaking the mold. A little bit different. I love it. Dennis Rodman did that a while ago. I think Dennis Rodman has had some different types of sexual experiences than maybe I have. Okay? I would guess. And that's fine. In the 90s, that worked. It's whatever. So I have no problem with it. Dwight Howard's maybe playing that type of role for the Lakers, but he's playing a big role. They might win a title this year. I predict the the Lakers win the title this year for multiple reasons. Dwight Howard's presence on the team is valuable. So is... Rajon Rondo. Those yeah. are some nostalgic veterans for me, for the guys who like the old school guys that they're familiar with. But they have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. And Kobe Bryant pa- uh, passed away. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what an homage. They named the NBA All-Star Game MVP Award after Kobe Bryant. Yeah. What an homage or, or tribute to Kobe Bryant, would it be for the Lakers to now go on and win the title? It would be pretty amazing. Okay, so I, I'll draw a parallel there between Dwight Howard and Dennis Rodman, who won three titles with the Bulls, two two with the Pistons. Dennis Rodman was awesome. You familiar with Dennis Rodman? Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I know okay, who he is. Yeah. but he was a really unorthodox NBA player. Yes. Not that many players impact a game the way he did. He would focus on rebounding. He wasn't a big shooter. Do you think a big part of his game was relying on Jordan and Pippen in Chicago? Um, Certainly, yeah. But he did very well with the Spurs prior to that. That's true. Alongside Sean Elliott, Avery Johnson, and David Robinson. That's true. And And he he won two two titles with the Pistons. Yeah, success after. Yeah. 
Okay, so yes, if you put Dwight Howard on a team that doesn't have offensive potency, they're not going to win a title. Right. He took the he actually took the Magic to the finals, however many years ago, thirteen years ago or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they didn't win it. I think Hito Turkoglu maybe was a big part of that team. Sorry to get off track, but uh, I'll draw a parallel. Dwight Howard is playing somewhat of a similar role to Dennis Rodman. Now, admittedly, Dennis Rodman was better than what Dwight Howard currently is, but Dwight Howard's personality plays a big part in it. Now, he, he, he won the dunk contest many years ago, and because of his fame, because of his current uptick in his career with the Lakers, because of the media coverage of Dwight Howard, he was invited to the dunk contest this year. Okay. So he's a relatively old man. He's 35 years old. Mo texted in. Dwight Howard was terrible in the dunk contest, which is not shocking. Yeah. He's been playing in the NBA since he was 17 or 18. I think he's 34 or 35, which is old these days yeah. for playing 82 games a year for however many years. So he Really did. for any sport nowadays, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Aaron Gordon put on a show. Aaron Gordon won the dunk contest. Okay, he said, but he was jumping over Chance the Rapper, who's only five foot, uh, uh, five foot ten. Okay, so he pointed that out. Also, Aaron Gordon dunked over Taco Fall, who was who is seven foot five. But Mo wow. points out that Aaron Gordon pushed his head down, so technically he only jumped over a seven footer. Instead of seven foot five, and which is still impressive, boosted himself a little. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, he said Derek Jones Jr., who is a athlete. He said Derek Jones Jr. has some serious bounce, but the only thing he did was all in between the legs dunks. The dunk contest is an interesting thing. Yeah, Brandon, I enjoy uh, it. I do too. Yeah, I do too. But but you can make an argument that it. it had its heyday with Clyde Drexler and Spud Webb. Spud Webb, yeah. Okay, and and uh, Tom Chambers and and a lot of guys from back in the day. Yeah, Jason Vince King. Carter. Vince yeah. Carter. Yep. Um, but that you you only have so many different ways you can get creative with dunks. So it's inevitably you're going to run out of ideas. I'll jump over this guy. Uh, Blake Griffin famously jumped over a Kia. Yeah, a car. A vehicle, okay? So there's different ways you can get creative, but it's difficult. So people are, similar to boxing, I'll draw a parallel there. Okay. People are always saying boxing's dead. Right. Okay, well, I mean, good luck. I mean, how are you going to actually surpass what, what Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson did? It's difficult, okay? You Add gotta, elbows. What's that? Add elbows. To boxing? Yes. Change the rules? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep it alive. Yeah. <laughs> but, did- but, but with the NBA dunk contest, there's only so many things you can do. So, so Mo is saying... Derek Jones Jr. looked very athletic, was impressive, but he only did specifically uh, between the leg stunks, which is impressive. I think Isaiah Ryder was one of the more memorable between the legs dunkers that I remember in the dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, So you jump up between the legs. So basically they're doing dunks on a 10-foot goal that I couldn't even do on a 6-foot goal. Right. Six foot. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And some of them are the same height as me. Right. Okay, so these guys are all just extremely athletic. He said uh, Bam was impressive. Bam Adebayo, who, who's having a good career now with the Heat, okay. uh, made the All-Star team. So, so when we start analyzing the, NF, the NBA in the All-Star game, and what we look at a lot of times is the alma maters of the local teams, how did they do? Okay, so he said Bam was impressive. 
But all season, uh, um, he's been having a good year. He said the three point contest was crazy. My my favorite dunk that I've seen, and I don't I don't think it was part of the contest, but my favorite dunk was the uh, the mascot alley oop from the three point line. Did you see that? Yeah, man, that was amazing. Yes, it was perfect. Like that that just blew everybody else out. Plus, he was wearing a mascot outfit. I think that adds a little degree of difficulty. I agree. I, I like the dunk contest, um, but part of me is almost more of I don't know, man. Part of me is almost more of a, I like beautiful basketball. Yeah. The Warriors played that a couple of years ago, and I know I hated on them. Anyone who follows us knows that I've hated on the Warriors in the past. But they played. They passed the ball. They shot really well. I like basketball. I like effective basketball. Yeah. Athleticism is great. But the way Draymond Green and, and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson did it with the Warriors was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. What I mean by that is they they played within the rules. They practiced. They practiced real hard their entire life, and they won. Yeah. Um, the All Star Game weekend kind of is a different animal. Now it's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, but it's just a different deal. I don't know if that makes sense. Today at eight p.m. we have Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Okay. So the way they do the All Star Games these days is they take the two top vote getters from the 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 um, East and the West, Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay. called the Greek Freak, is one of the two probably best play- reigning M- NBA MVP. Are you familiar with Giannis? Nope. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> he's a big, giant guy who's really good, plays for the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Okay. He's drafting the team for the Eastern Conference, LeBron James, drafting for the Western Conference, playing with the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, the West Coast. Uh, so they drafted their teams. That actual All-Star game today will be played at 8 p.m. That might be interesting for me to watch. Okay. I didn't even know they did this, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they've they've t- they're constantly tweaking the format of the All-Star game, so it's always a little different. Uh guys like Allen Iverson, some people are a better fit for the All-Star game than others. Yeah. Because when I described earlier the beauty of a team playing well together, help defense, Bruce Bowen, uh, guys who are good defenders on their team and know how to contribute, and uh, Dennis Rodman, yeah, uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah. They, they, they contribute with the little things, which matters. Basketball is beautiful. Okay, As much as I love MMA and I love boxing, my first love was basketball, and I will always love basketball. I love playing at the YMCA. I love how you can not score a single point or even shoot, but you can contribute to your team playing well. Sure, You can pass the ball. You can play defense, set screens. Um, rebounds. Rebounds, good on-the-ball defense. There's a lot of ways to impact the game, and it's a team. So when executed well, basketball is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay? So certain players shine in the NBA All-Star game, more so guys like Allen Iverson, who is a big offensively potent player. I forget how many MVPs he had in the All-Star game. I'm going to bring that up right here, actually. You know what format I would enjoy seeing just as a layman? Okay. Because I've never really followed basketball, but as a kid I played, and I think this would be interesting for me to watch personally, would be like a three-on-three game of 21 with like the best in the game. So, okay. You know, like, like an All-Star, but say you, you get all the best All-Stars together and you just run games of three-on-three 21 all day mm-hmm. and just let them, let them run a tournament that way. I think that'd be pretty cool to watch. Sure. You know, kind of like a street ball type. I'd watch it. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. I like it. They do celebrity 
games. So like Justin Bieber will play, and they have uh, Kevin Hart out there playing. And some, <laughs> can he can he play basketball? He can. Wow. You know, he can actually box a little bit too. Really? Yeah. I mean, for as short as he is, he's not going to have a reach. But no, but I mean, he works hard. Kevin Hart yeah. isn't a very admirable guy. Yeah. I watched a cool interview with him, and. He is just a hard worker. The Rock, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are big superstar actors and, and of course, Kevin Hart, comedian. But Kevin Hart is super disciplined. Yeah, you don't reach that level of success without that. Sure. He works hard, man, and he works hard on his boxing, and he can shoot a little bit. A little bit. I don't doubt it. Okay, so Allen Iverson, 11-time NBA All-Star. Two-time wow. NBA All-Star Game MVP. That's a big deal. Yeah. I, I'm curious now. I go down these little rabbit holes. NBA All-Star, MVP, most awards is what I'm looking for, okay? I'm curious as to who has won. Um, all right, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in the All-Star game 18 times, 18 different years. Wow. And he did not win an MVP. That is crazy. Yeah, 18 years. Wow. He's the all-time leader in scoring for the NBA and also the all-time leader in rebounds, Okay. So if someone says to me, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, who's better? Right now, I'm kind of erring on the side of saying LeBron. Yeah. But you can make a case for Jordan, and I think they're close to each other. But my answer to the question of who is the best basketball player to ever live is always Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. He played for yeah. so long. He, 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 he was only eligible to play college basketball for three seasons. Back then, you could not play when you were a freshman. Okay. He played for UCLA. And listen to this, Brandon. So he played varsity basketball in college for three seasons. All three of those seasons, he won most uh, college basketball player of the year, all three of the seasons, and the national championship. Jeez. Okay? Then, Lou Alcindor at the time goes to the NBA, becomes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yada, yada, yada. Goes on to be the all, winning six titles in the NBA, and he became the all-time leader in scoring and rebounds. In the history of the NBA. He's not as aesthetically pleasing to watch as LeBron or Jordan. Jordan had the fancy dunks and the jump shots. But as far as effectiveness on the court, my argument's always Kareem's the most valuable. Especially when you take into account his his longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus there's the crossover appeal of, you know, him being a Bruce Lee student and then uh, having the video where he punched a guy in the face for gut checking him. So, um I was a fan of Kareem, even though I wasn't a fan of basketball. Okay, yeah. I love the guy, the guy who tagged him in the nuts, and then LeBron just, <laughs> or uh, then Kareem just punched him, punched him right. We in the need face. to post that again on the weekend sports bus group. Yeah, yeah. we need more horsing around, Brandon. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of uh, <clears throat> concerned about the other group. Uh, I may just need to take a step back from that. But, yeah, I, I think I could move over to the You're concerned <laughs> about it, but you're not actually getting ready to leave the group. No, right? no, no. So you're no. concerned. I understand. I'm concerned, too. Concerned it, about my role. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it keeps growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hopefully yeah. it doesn't get banned. I don't think it will. I think we're safe. Okay. We just got to be on top of it. Yes. You, you know when something is too offensive for Facebook. Yes. You do. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's too offensive for you or I. But if it is, then we need to put that person onto a status where they need approval prior to posting. Yeah. And I think we can, the, Ke- the Kelly Patrick Show Facebook group can charge on. Yeah. I think I may need to put myself on post approval just because the things that I don't, I don't even 
see this stuff as being offensive in any way. Uh, but I'll post a video that somebody else has shared, and then I get a notification from Facebook. On the Kelly Patrick Show group, that's happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Twice. Huh. Now. Um, I've been banned from making live videos since November, for, and they never even told me why. And then um, I posted something the other day. All I did was hit the share button, and um, they said I made a post against community standards okay. and took it down. So, so I don't know. I'd be remiss if I did not get to this next point. Okay. We've only got a couple minutes left. Allen Iverson, all-time great basketball player, won two NBA All-Star Game MVP awards. Okay. I used that as an example a few minutes ago as someone who was cut out for the All-Star Game. Kobe Bryant passed away. Mm-hmm. What was it? A couple weeks ago. I need to mention this. He won four All-Star Game MVP awards. Wow. Four. In 2002, 2007, 2009, and 2011. So, shout out to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, He deserves the All-Star MVP award to now be named after him. It's funny, when Kobe passed, Brandon, a lot of people were, like, making campaigns and and, uh, ideas that they should, let's change the NBA logo. Yeah. Jerry West went to West Virginia, played a long career for the Lakers, great NBA player. For long, for a long time has been the logo. They call him the logo. Okay, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm a basketball nerd, so I know who it is. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. So Jerry West is the logo. Uh, people have been campaigning to have Kobe Bryant become the new logo. Mm-hmm. So no longer Jerry West. So it's, uh, But I think the NBA ran by Adam Silver, formerly by David Stern. A couple of very sharp attorneys is what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ad, uh, David Stern obviously passed away recently, but uh, Adam Silver, brilliant guy, brilliant, opted to stay with Jerry West as the logo, but instead he appeased those Kobe fans, and they said, we will make the NBA All-Star Game MVP award be named after Kobe Bryant. To be fair, Bob Pettit in 56, 58, 59, and 62 also won four NBA All-Star Game MVP awards. So, let's see. Looks like Pettit, yeah, Pettit's still alive. 87 years old. Wow. He was the second overall pick in 1954 out of LSU. All right, we appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I know your sports junkies listening. Thanks to Mo. Thanks to Tyler. Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Blue. I love you, Blue. Also, thanks to Louisville Combat Academy. 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky. 40228. Thanks for tuning in. Brandon and I will be back next Sunday for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.